Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. Monday, it's a new episode of All Rise, the legal drama where one judge is shaking up the system. When I take the bench, I'm taking a vow to fight for justice. One case at a time. Your Honor, we're going to trial. Simone Misick is Judge Lola Carmichael. Up on that bench, everything is different. A new episode of All Rise. Freedom is at stake. It's important. Followed by a new episode of Bull, Monday at 9, 8 central on CBS. Podcast. Mike Pacheco and Jim Zoki getting ready here for the Panthers at Tampa Bay and coming off really maybe the most complete one the Panthers have had uh, all season long on Sunday, uh, which was good to see. And I think finally getting to see, uh, you know, the accolades um, for Cam Newton putting things together, but beating a really good Ravens team. And I think that's really good momentum not having win two in a row coming into this week. I mean, not only in all three phases of the offense, defense, special teams, but even when you break down the minutia of the pass versus the run on offense, yeah. the offensive line protection. Defensively, you had sacks and takeaways. Uh, they won the penalty game. They won the special teams game. I mean, Pilardi, like, placing the ball at the one, had another one inside the ten. Gano three for three. I think it was his name, special teams player. Over yes, the, he was. The week yep. again this week. So, yeah, I mean, it's just like you can't you, – every department that you can, like, line to check the boxes off on, they did that. And as you said, against the Ravens team that came in with a winning record, they were the number one ranked defense, and Carolina basically uh, treated them like they were the worst team in the NFL. Yeah. It, was, it was great to see. It's hard to do that every week, and you can't do it every week. But that, that was great for a team that had kind of gotten by on 63-yard field goals and fourth-quarter comebacks to have a nice win like that. That's so much a game that they needed, right? I mean, it was like, you know, Washington, you can make the argument they, they, they should have won that game, even though that was another 17-point comeback. And then, obviously, what they did against the Eagles and – and now you, when you look at the – if you take out divisions and you just go by uh, numbers, uh, wins and losses, you know, they're right there up, up there at the top, right behind the Rams and, uh, the, you know, the, the Chiefs and the Saints and the Patriots. You know, cause it's not, there's not that many teams with two or less wins. Now, and obviously if you get this one, you're six oh, and two. two. Of, sorry, two or less <laughs> losses. There are I, a lot of teams that I, have – I knew what you meant. <laughs> I knew what you meant. Mike is still sobering up from the Boston yeah, from Red Halloween Sox and, yeah. and Halloween. Yeah. He's had a busy week of, of celebrations this week. And uh, and candy. He's on a candy high. So um, I think – yeah. Hold on, let me take a sip of my Mountain Dew. Yeah, have, <laughs> <laughs> you can just say explode. Yeah. He's washing down his Monster Energy drink with a Mountain Dew as a chaser. <laughs> and so the uh, – <laughs> The Panthers win, obviously get to 6-2. and two. We take everybody seriously. Footnote again, Giants game a couple weeks ago, so you'll yeah. go to any game thinking you just got it. Uh, but as a team, obviously, at home, you've won nine in a row, playing a Tampa Bay team in various stages of dysfunction that you feel like you should win that game. Yeah, absolutely. Now, so Tampa Bay comes in. This is going to be an interesting game, I think, because when you look at the numbers, Tampa Bay comes in, I think, as the top offense as far as yards. Uh, but the good news is as many yards as they – possess they give up almost as many yes. on defense so this yeah. this could be kind of a high-flying game it's, it's shaping up that way this is where stats lie as far as quality of teams right and what fantasy football looks like versus real football is that 
they're the number one ranked offense in the NFL, and the Panthers are the 18th ranked offense yardage wise in the NFL. If you line these two teams up, roster and talent wise, all the way through, including offensive line, you would just say, "I will take the Panthers, thank you," yeah. and not Tampa Bay. But here they are, changing quarterbacks for the second time this year, because Fitz Magic got Fitz benched Magic. once, and now yeah. Winston's been benched once, and now it's back to Fitz Magic once again. And then, uh, as you said, defensively, they're 32nd. I mean, they're giving up the most yeah. yards, points, whatever in the league. And so the Panthers, again, that's all stuff on paper. you got to play. You mentioned the Washington game. The great equalizer is if you go minus three in the giveaway takeaway, that can right. change everything. But I think if the Panthers just take care of themselves, don't make mistakes like that, they'll be fine. I think that was the other good good thing to see was the takeaways, uh, you know, the, the fumbles and the interceptions in the game against the Ravens. Because I think going forward, Jim, this Panther defense is so predicated on on you know winning that battle right. and and playing complementary football. And what I mean by that is obviously if you're taking the ball away and then the offense is going in and scoring, you know, it makes it awfully tough to to beat a really good you know, Panther team. And they were takeaways in the truest sense in that they weren't like the other teams' muffs Miscues, and errors. Yeah. yeah, I mean that hit that Kyle Love put on Collins, the running back, captain made a great catch on that interception. And yeah, Flacco made a bad throw. You know, Mike Adams was there. You know, five yards, ten yards beyond the play, making an interception, not just having to go through his hands or knocking it down. And this is one of those games, too, I think, where it's going to be a big one for that secondary. I think you James know. Bradbury is going to be tested. I mean, you look at Deshaun Jackson and Mike Evans. Mike Evans is having a huge year. He's got almost 800 yards. Yeah, I mean, in eight games. it's almost like he's found the fountain of youth. Yeah. <laughs> he's <laughs> him and Fitzpatrick together yeah. drinking out of that same well. Yeah. And uh, as you said, I mean, this is a team, three and four. They're. Um, kind of freewheeling yeah i mean fitzpatrick's playing basically with house money he's back in for a second time um so he can be loose and and, and just unstructured a little bit dirk cutter probably feels like he's gonna get fired so he probably yeah. feels like you know what we're gonna throw the kitchen sink at this right. team and see what we can come up with yeah and that, those teams are kind of dangerous when you have exactly. that, that that kind of caged desperation. Uh, mentality desperation yeah i thought this was interesting i was looking back at um, the head-to-head series would you believe uh you have to go back to 2008 when these teams split the season series. So, so in other words, since 2009, the team that's won the first game has won both. Definitely important to win this one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> one counts as two. And that means two counts as four in the standings. They always right, say a right, division yeah. win counts two. So if we win those, that's four. Um, but, so if uh, you tell two friends and I tell two right. friends and so on. It's <laughs> that's right. It's a telephone game of, of winning. So, um, yeah, it would be huge to get this one. The Panthers have won eight out of ten in the series overall. They got some talent. I mean, Jason Pierre-Paul's got eight sacks. They brought in Gerald McCoy on that defensive line. So I was actually kind of surprised. Their issues are further back in the secondary, obviously, in that part of the pass game. Yeah, uh, because Levante David, you know, they're pretty stout up the middle. Gerald McCoy up front. So I I wouldn't say, you know, the old joke, you know, you throw out the records when these two teams play. I mean, there's still, I think, a little bit of that rivalry remaining. It's probably not as, as fierce as back when the Warren Sapp and Chris Jenkins days. Uh, but I still think for the players, they, they still, especially the older guys, you know, Greg Olson, I mean, he, he wasn't here, obviously, for that. But, I mean, they remember the stories from – and Julius Peppers was here for that. So right. uh, I think that lends maybe a little bit um, of interest in this, although it really has been kind of a lopsided, as you might really been lopsided with you know, Panthers winning eight out of the last ten. Yeah, and Tampa Bay's in an interesting spot. Dirk Cutter is tied to Jameis Winston. Yeah. Part of why they elevated him to head coach two years ago was the Jameis Winston connection. And uh, we're on Highway 51, by the way, at the uh, Panera Bread location, just so you can get the traffic sound. Haven't we had a siren every time we've done the show from this location? No, it's either been a siren or a bus. Because Station 24 is just down the road. 
I liked it better when we had the birds. All right, it's gone now. We'll make that edit there. Three, two, one. Just kidding. We just do it all in one take. <laughs> uh, you get the full show when we do this. We had birds <laughs> on. A, we had like you know pigeons birds attacking yeah. us on the panther bench two weeks ago. Well, if I could have, um, if I could have made it yesterday, we had a car in the shop. We would have done it from the uh, Sharon Thorsland bench. That's right. The, mo- <laughs> oh, the memorial. <laughs> that would have been a bad thing to say. The Sharon Thorsland <laughs> <laughs> municipal bench, maybe. <laughs> City bench. Yeah, it's a living bench. <laughs> but, um, yeah, Dirk Cutter's tied to Jameis Winston. Now that he's benched, it kind of undoes the whole reason of Dirk Cutter being there. They're now playing, you know, a veteran journeyman backup quarterback. Yeah. I mean, they're like an offseason away from just retooling this whole thing and just starting over because nothing they have makes any sense right now. Yeah, so it's going to be pretty interesting. Of course, you can catch uh, Jim with the coverage beginning at 10 a.m. and we'll go all the way through the through the day. And you might say it's an emergency it is. <laughs> for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> We're Gage and DeSoto. Medical emergency. Does anybody remember that show, Emergency? <laughs> yeah. Emergency. Johnny Gage and Roy DeSoto. So I did want to say, share this funny story. Uh, speaking of the Red Sox winning, uh, the parade was yesterday. So I was watching the parade. And, you know, they do the obligatory throw to the reporter that's on one of the duck boats. And so they, they throw to, uh, and I forget her name, but they throw to this reporter. And uh, she's trying to get an interview with Eduardo Nunez. And he's holding the trophy uh, and has no interest in talking to her. And I don't mean that in a rude way. She's like, hey, we're here. We're about to talk to Eduardo Nunez. And they kind of pan over. He's got the trophy in one hand, and he's, like, Instagramming in the other. So, of course, when that happens, you kind of have to go to the your, your backup material, right? right. So, she, so then she says, and the one thing you have to be really careful about is the flying beers. <laughs> <laughs> Which happened. Which happened, yeah. The, right. uh, the trophy got dented by a, a beer, and I guess Joey Cora got uh, slightly dinged. And Act like you've been there before. Oh, wait, you have. They have, Yeah, Boston. well, but that's, I mean, not to say that that wouldn't happen anywhere, but that's such a Boston thing. Like, because I think that started with the, uh, with the Patriots, with uh, people throwing beers to Gronk. And of course, you know. Gronk would accept that. Gronk would, I mean, he would, you know. One-handing, <laughs> one-handed catches with those. It's like feeding peanuts to an elephant at the zoo, throwing yeah. beers to Gronk there. So I know you can't see him, of course, but Mike's wearing uh, this year's postseason do damage yes. sweatshirt, and he's got the Boston Red Sox hat. So you, you doubled down hat and sweatshirt today. Now this is your fourth championship in 14 years. Do do you get much new championship gear at this point? Or are you pretty well covered from past years? Well, I, I, first of all, I'd like to you know just you know thank the team for you know being the, the good team that they are you know it's not easy coming in every day and grinding like they did uh and you as a fan grinding with that yeah no i will say this it, it is uh, you know i remember you and i've talked about this before and i'm not trying to pour salt in the wound but like i remember a time where in my lifetime the red sox had never won and in, in fact 75 i was probably six years old so I, I remember that but it wasn't the heartbreak that it would become later and then 86 i lived through that i mean that was my high school years so i mean it was you know, the Red Sox in Boston. I mean, what was it, like 1918 till 86? 1918 till 80, yeah, till 86. 86 to get to a series, right? Yeah. Uh, to just Well, they, they, they went in um, 18 to 47. It was 46 to 47. And that, that year, uh, Johnny Pesky supposedly, like, held the shortstop, held the ball in, like, double clutch or, you know, and so they didn't get it out. And mm-hmm. so that was, like, a controversy. And then they never went with Ted Williams, but they did go in uh, 67 which was a year they were supposed to finish, like, last in the AL East, or the American League. They, I don't think they had the divisions yet. And then um, 
then seventy five, and then eighty six. So it wasn't until two thousand four that they broke oh, through. Sorry, 75. But but there that. are there are um, there are a generation of kids growing up in Boston that, and I will use this word entitled. They just feel like oh well, because uh, Boston teams have won eleven titles in the last uh, what fourteen years. And it's absurd, and they haven't gone more than two years without one team winning a championship. <laughs> now the good news is, uh, or I don't know if this is good news or bad news, but uh, now the Celtics and the Bruins are kind of on the clock because in that time they've only won one each. So, so about the time Brady retires, maybe the right. Celtics or yeah, hey, Celtics have a really Celtics good team. have a chance. Are the Bruins chance. any good this year? Um, yeah, they're so. They beat so, the Hurricanes I mean, this week. I yeah, know that. yeah, I haven't really been as dialed in with the with the. I don't really get dialed into hockey until like January. There's no point. There's no point. Yeah. yeah. Plus, I got other stuff going on. <laughs> other stuff going. There's on. other sports like I don't know football. All right. So last night was uh, was Halloween. Yep. So I figured for our random question of the day, and we're not going to go with the, the the cliche like the best Halloween. Uh, and I know you didn't have as many trick or treaters, but what was the worst Halloween outfit that you saw last night? Worst I saw is uh, isn't so much that the outfit was so bad, but you know. You're trying to get everything ready, and you're kind of your your assumption is, you know, when it begins like just shortly after six, essentially, that it's going to be the little kids coming first. Right, right. Doorbell rings. Sandra's not even home from work yet. I grab the bowl of candy. I open the door. There's two kids taller than me standing at the <laughs> door, and one was wearing a Florida State Seminoles jersey, and that was it. Yeah. I mean, just a jeans and a Florida State Seminoles jersey, like nothing like thought wise into it. And the other kid had like on an NBA. I can't tell what NBA. Uh, it's like the Raptors or yeah. somebody. Uh, jersey tank top whatever thing and like and they were high school age it wasn't like they were like 35 years old but it's kind of like that's not exactly what you expect when you open the door you're expecting like toddlers or whatever at six right. fifteen coming like these kids are out early usually those kind of kids come at the end and kind of score all the candy yeah. at the end so i'd have to call up my son he went as uh jason you know, mike myers from halloween and he was wearing um him and lebron james had the same outfit then <laughs> that's what lebron wore no but but his was less creative he wore uh, Boston Bruins sweatpants that really didn't fit him. Uh, his middle school sweatshirt, which had his name on the back, and I'll tell you why that's important in a minute. And then he had the mask. So not not the most inventive, but but it, I give him credit for getting the mask. So then he comes home and he's very honest. He said, uh, "I just gotta let you know, we we, we ding dong ditched somebody." And I just looked at him, and he's like, I know. I said, no, well, I mean, yes, that's bad. It's Halloween. I understand that. But if you're going to ding-dong ditch, don't do it with your name on the back of your sweatshirt. <laughs> As he's running away. As he's running away. I'll right, get Pachico. you, Pachico. I know your father. <laughs> All right, so the pregame gets started. We got uh, the regular um, time. Yeah, Tampa Bay coming in at 10 a.m. Check your local listings. Yeah, 10 a.m. Right. pregame, 1 o'clock kickoff. Mike and uh, Brett McMillan. No, Sharon's. Uh, exactly. Brett's got, uh, I'll throw to Brett once, but it'll be Brett Sharon. Once, just right. be aware of that. Yeah. And Sharon this week. Where's uh, Where's Brett? We got a race somewhere? He's got a race in Texas. Okay. So, uh, yeah, so we'll go on. Does that mean no Harold Hamrick behind the, the board for that us? That could now? mean that. That generally means that. Okay. Right. So this might, this could be a Ben Blevins uh, production. Ben Blevins production yeah. there. So hopefully Panthers are 6-2 uh, and two when we get together next week. And we got to figure out quickly how to do one next week because we have a game on Thursday. We leave Wednesday oh, for Pittsburgh. That's so. a good point. We have a quick turnaround next week. Oh, and I'm going to be uh, – we might have to do this our first uh, remote podcast because I'm leaving, I think, Tuesday morning for Nashville. If not, folks, we'll see you in two weeks <laughs> on the pregame, postgame podcast with Pachico. I'll catch you, Pachico. <laughs>
Monday, it's a new episode of All Rise, the legal drama where one judge is shaking up the system. When I take the bench, I'm taking a vow to fight for justice. One case at a time. Your Honor, we're going to trial. Simone Misik is Judge Lola Carmichael. Up on that bench. Everything is different. A new episode of All Rise. Freedom is at stake. It's important. Followed by a new episode of Bull, Monday at 9, 8 central on CBS.